To Hell with the Hot Dish represents the opinions and musings of three not overly intelligent pastors working to challenge a church long defined by a cliché casserole culture. The thoughts expressed here are their own and not necessarily the thoughts of any larger institution. So feel free to find your seat, stow all expectations for answers in the overhead compartment, and join us on this misguided adventure. This is To Hell with the Hot Dish. Welcome to the podcast where, boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy of a topic for you today. First off, let's just get this out of the way. I am Alex Hoops in Minot, North Dakota. I am Kyle Rouse in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm Lauren Hlaud in Cincinnati, Ohio. Can you taste the energy? Can you feel it? Can you feel that brewing in this, we are about to kick off on what could be the most exciting topics. Oh, that season of seasons. Oh, those days of sadness. It is Lent. Woohoo. Go. Someone talk about Lent. Good Lord. Lent. Alex. It's a Lenten episode. Alex. What? I'm sensing some hostility, Alex. Oh, are you? You're sensing some hostility about our podcast, To Hell with the Hot Dish, uh, focused on Lent? You knew this topic was coming. What's wrong? I think he has a caffeine withdrawal headache. Oh, oh. That's, you know what? That's the thing. If I can describe Lent, it's a, a lovely season where everybody is insufferable <laughs> because they're not eating candy. They're avoiding sugar. They're like, I have to go to the gym or God will hate me. I said I would. It's like. It's like we take Lent, and I'm speaking of this this just lovely season before, uh, you know, Holy Week. It leads right up to it. And I've loved Lent my whole life because to me, it was about truth-telling. Yeah. It's hearing that sweet story of my impending doom, remembering I am but... Uh, a snowflake in this world, uh, 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 just a little, just a little bit of dust floating through the cosmos, and then I'm pretty insignificant. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I got that. But then all these people keep coming up to me, and hot dish culture is telling me I need to give up chocolate or something. I don't even eat that that much. I know I'm fat, but that doesn't mean I'm eating a lot of chocolate. <laughs> and then they're like, "Give up caffeine." I'm like, "I don't drink coffee." I know you didn't believe that. As a Lutheran pastor that I don't drink coffee, but what are you talking about? What are we doing this for? And why is everybody crankier now? Go, go ahead, explain it to me. Alex is a grumpy snowflake I today. I think so. <laughs> oh, Lent. Oh, Lent. You weight loss, uh, New Year's resolution 2.0, New Year's resolution junior, where everyone gets to dabble and like withholding from something i don't know it's it's it seems weird it's like no 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 this for the next four months get a load of this not hitting up starbucks can you imagine my suffering you are like a speck of dust on the forehead of grumpy cat or something alex yes i'm i'm fed up i i used to like it and now it's just full of expectations that i go to the gym alex i figured it out i figured it out alex gave up joy 
for I Lent. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. That's possible. That could be possible. I would have more joy if everyone stopped harping on me to give something up. Well, Kyle, are you doing anything for Lent? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not this year. It's been, it's been a little bit of a different start to the year. I've had, uh, just, I had a lot going on. In the past, I typically don't give something up. I typically, well, I, I take that back. I did give up Facebook. Whoa. For one glorious set of 40 days when I didn't have to worry about Facebook. <laughs> and now I'm back to it. I just couldn't, I just gave it back. But, um, typically I've taken on something else instead of giving up, um, coffee or joy or whatever. I've taken on things. Like what? Yoga or something? Well, taking on either spe- like uh, pledging to spend a little bit of time in devotion or pledging to spend some time in silence each day. Um, doing, so- taking on something to spend. To be able to spend time reflecting on what I should rather than going kicking myself for not being able to um, stay away from chocolate or coffee or something like that. All right. All right. I, I, I see that. I see that. Lauren, tell me about – because Lauren is one of these like gold dudes. I've known him for a while and he's all about like what's the thing that I should be able to do that I can do? <laughs> and Lauren puts these goals that says like how will I in 40 days become president of the United States of America? And I want to hear Lauren's Lenten journey because my guess is it's going to make me want to throw up. <laughs> oh, well. Um, well. <laughs> well, let's hear it. He's embarrassed because he knows he's going to be like, oh, I just simply avoid breathing for 40 days. <laughs> for 40 days. And I did it. Th- this Lent, my goal is to pay off my mortgage in the next 40 days. And- wow. No, I'm- <laughs> there you go. Goals. Uh, I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting counseling with Dave Ramsey's every week. No. <laughs> That's a Lauren, man. That's a Lauren. Actually, I think you'd be surprised, Alex. This year, I don't. I'm not doing any real self-disciplines. I'm actually um, taking a. a a play out of Kyle Rouse's playbook. And, um, and I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm focused more this season on, on living intentionally into, uh, the values of our community here. Last spring, we adopted six new values as a part of a new mission vision process. And, uh, we're in the midst of a, you know, teaching series and we're getting in groups and we're, we're challenged to live out our values. So it was interesting though, because a lot of people, you know, came up to, uh, to us here at the church and we're like, why are we doing this? Why? This isn't Lent. This isn't Lent. And it's been a great time for conversation to push back a little bit and say, well, what is Lent? You know, Mm -hmm. what is more Lenten than living out our values in an intentional way that form us more into the image of Christ? You know, that's that's kind of the heart of it. But I think you're right, Alex. I kind of share a little bit of your frustration, even though I have a a deep love for um, self-disciplines and setting goals that are way too high for me to reach. I love it. I live for it. (laughs) I make make to-do lists every day just so I can check things off. (laughs) Brush teeth. Yes! Something you just did and you type it you're like, done. Check it off. That's right. There's nothing more gratifying. And uh, I have a little bowl on my desk and I – at the end of every day, I burn my to-do – no, I don't burn my to-do list. But That would be awesome. It's a great feeling. but I think that Lent can get perverted, right? We turn it into New Year's 2.0, time to make resolutions. If I'm honest with you guys, um, looking back, most of my Lenten uh, disciplines have been more focused on improving 
either my quality of life, my waistline, or making my life better than they are focused on my faith in Jesus. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's forced weight loss month. <laughs> Jesus is watching. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, Jesus is always watching. If you want to drop some poundage, do it. Why is it now you're doing it for 40 days? I mean, is the plan after 40 days back to the crap show that is my life That's right. of hot pockets and adventures right. in front of my television? Like, what? A, I don't get it. Yeah. What are some of the most typical Lenten disciplines that, that you guys see out there? Sweets. Sweets. It's always sweets. Uh, lately, I've been seeing a lot of giving up beer, but then they go ahead and say Sunday you can do it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's beer Sunday. <laughs> beer Sunday. Yeah, I hear beer a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chocolate. Chocolate. That's huge. I've been seeing the increase of what you're saying, Kyle, about like create, like adding a spiritual discipline, which I'm totally for. Yeah. It's just, I also struggle with that as a person who's probably more religious than spiritual. I'm like, what on earth does that do? In, I, Lauren, I liked what you were describing is that you're living into your values intentionally. So you've kind of got some, some expectations you want to challenge yourself to actually do for 40 days. So I assume you're holding yourself to one of those values like a day or a week or, or, or what? Because that seems more helpful. Each week in worship, we, uh, we introduce a new value. So last week, uh, was worship, our value of worship. So this week, um, I'll meet with my journey group, my wife and I, with uh, some other people from the church on Wednesday, and we'll dig into the value of worship. We'll study it, and then we'll each receive a challenge to live out the value of worship. This week, um, a part of our worship service every week is the passing of the peace. You know that moment mm-hmm. uh, in some of our contexts where we say, the, the peace of the Lord be with you, and people say, you know, and also with you, and then we go around shaking hands, passing peace. Our challenge for for to live out the value of worship this week is to take that spirit of peace beyond the sanctuary walls. Oh, okay. So to extend peace to someone, to journal about it, and then here's the kicker. Next week, when I meet back with my journey group, we all have to um uh we all have to share what we did living out our value for the week. So there's accountability. So it's it is a it is a pretty intense time. So each week. Um, we're being challenged to live out the value for the whole week. And then we also have a community of support that keeps us accountable. Uh, d- did you live it out? Did you do your challenge? What was it like? Um, you know, and, uh, and it's been great, you know? I like that. I like that a little more because it has that accountability to like your community and to one another, as opposed to just like the luxury of I'm not going to eat cookies this month. But Alex, Lent is so convenient to do a weight loss plan because it comes up right before spring break. <laughs> oh, get them beach bodies ready. Is that what you're saying? Get that beach body ready. Bathing suit mm. weather. No, well, you're that's not so concerned about that in Minot, North Dakota, Alex. I'm not because bathing suit weather is nowhere near. <laughs> Doesn't it hit is not even August. close. This, we're halfway through winter here. Summer is one week in August. <laughs> yeah, close, close. But but what I, I liked uh, about that is because I think uh, – did anyone read – we'll post it on the website. We'll post it as like a resource. There's an article in Time Magazine um, where someone was commenting on the Pope and the Pope just said it exactly the thing that frustrates me is he was like, it's weird how we treat this time because it is often associated with like – um, avoiding those things that are actually just like absolute luxuries for mm-hmm. us. And that his, his recommendation was 
because sacrifice that doesn't cost is really kind of dangerous to our faith, it can actually pull us away from like our neighbors. He says what we should really fast from is indifference towards our neighbors because this kind of religious just observances of, oh, it's, it's Lent time. Get that beach body right. It's like, that actually pulls you away from your neighbor where this time, if it is about drawing closer to the heart of God, if it is about preparing for Holy Week, Lordy, we should totally be doing these things like, okay, how am I kind of preparing for this story to be heard, to be experienced? And how am I walking closer to what, what Jesus called us to be? And I think that's why 40 days in general, I know it's about the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. I get it. But it's like, it's limiting our capacity to care. I like the idea of it being sort of a kickoff to your full year, a kickoff to Easter to like, yeah, we are still on mission. It is still important. And Jesus is still moving. The Holy Spirit is still compelling and pushing us. And what a time to work together as a whole body to hold ourselves accountable. Because, yeah, I'm just, I guess my my apathy just right. grows when it's like, oh, good, we're not drinking coffee. It's not like we didn't drink too much already. So fasting, fasting can be helpful. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, but but I think, I think maybe what I'm hearing you say, Alex, is fasting can be helpful so long as you're not just fasting for yourself, but for another. Right. So like, for example, you know, I know communities that go on a beans and rice fast for the whole season of Lent. So, you know, they don't eat things other than beans and rice during dinner, but not so at the end of it, they're like, look at how much money we saved in our bank account because we didn't buy food. They actually take that difference they would have spent on food and they donate it. That's right. That's cool. Or they they give it to um, an organization or people that might not be as fortunate. I'm getting more interested in the Lenten discipline. There you go, now. Alex. That is a good one. The, the thing that annoys me that gets under my skin is when you know I hear from people and they're like, oh, I'm fasting from alcohol and caffeine right now. Oh, and by the way, I'm saving so much money. And I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's great. So what are you going to do with it? You know, like right. make it about more than more than yourself. Um, you know, and of course, fasting, you know, can be good when when you have that hunger or that pain to spend the time in prayer to to recognize the things we're dependent on. Right. So I think fasting can be good when when I I'm addicted to caffeine. I am nuts. over caffeine. I it, it flows through my veins like blood. Um, and, and I've given up caffeine before for Lent. And it was challenging because it made me think about um, what I was dependent on other than than God. Which is the whole point of Lent anyway. Yeah. So it can be good. It's not all bad. It was also challenging for your neighbors that you gave up caffeine. Nobody liked <laughs> yeah. that time. Either. My wife was praying I would go back on it. It's like, please, God, give him a coffee. Take these caffeine pills. <laughs> I was a grumpy snowflake like Alec. Yeah. Well, I have my reasons. Yeah. But this is better. I think this is a better conversation than is uh, I think the hot dish culture in Lent is the observance of rituals for the ritual's sake, for the season. And like it can be like that in other things, too. I mean, it can be it could be in in Christmas, the poinsettia sales. It could be anything. There are some things we just do because it's seasonally appropriate to do so, as opposed to asking ourselves, why is that even a thing? I got excited this year. This last year, I had a kid say, why do we buy poinsettias? And I went, you got me, man. You got me. Because I didn't know that. Like, I had to do research on it. But, like, I like the idea that we have hopefully a new generation coming that is going to ask more questions about it. Because I know I brought up, hey, what are you guys doing for Lent? And all of my youth went, what? Which is probably a reflection of their family. Because I don't – I hope maybe we're growing out of this 
cultural expectation that it's just a time to lose weight. Right. I mean, it's been said, isn't it like Lent's one of the most popular Christian traditions, like observed by non-Christians? Like, besides, th- obviously, like oh. Christmas. Well, that's because we're a self-help obsessed culture. Like, okay. we, you know, I, I think I think it's observed because if you're like me, you know, you're in love with this idea that in five easy steps, you can uh, improve your life. And now I know yeah. that all those self-help books don't, you know, they obviously don't work because I have a shelf full of them. If the first one worked, <laughs> why why did I buy the 20? <laughs> the, the, why the, do I keep buying know, books? Why, why do I keep buying them? But it's just, it's just repackaged. But I think it's popular because there is something in the human spirit that, that wants to seek a better way. I think we crave discipline, even though at times we, we avoid it. Yeah. Um, there's something very human there. I did it with uh, one of my friends who I want to eventually have on the show too, Aubrey, who is my was my boot camp instructor, personal trainer, friend of mine. She's a spiritual guru of of all sorts, and um, she's more Buddhist probably than anything else. But we did. I mean, this was she was intrigued with the idea of Lent, and we did a project together about four years ago, and I still bring it up every once in a while. And we did it on a blog, and maybe we'll put links to it in the on some show notes later on, and and add to that. But um, what we what I did was I did a blog over scripture with her, and I gave up trying to necessarily talk about God in my normal language and tried to enter into a more spiritual side. And she, this very spiritual person. Person tried to enter into things from a religious churchy side. And oh. so we each gave up something about who we are to try to meet in the middle. And boy, she and I were both so excited about it. And just the results were just really saying, you know what? We have a lot more in common than we like to think, than we think at the beginning. And so you can even give up the ways you, you talk and think about God. I think it was just an interesting practice, but she was all about it, and she had no idea what Lent was when we started. Well, in Lent, you, you just fasted from that sort of indifference. You could have just been like, oh, she doesn't do Lent. But instead, you actually use Lent to, to connect and like a, we're both going to try something to try to grow closer. And that's that's cool. The cool thing about that, too, is how do we, we start Lent on Ash Wednesday by hearing, by remembering that we're, we're all dust, mm-hmm. like all of us. Not some of us, all of us. Like we're all dust, mm-hmm. and to dust we'll return. It's kind of a way to recognize your your dustiness, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to speak. Like stay dusty, my friends. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, maybe Alex, we've uh, talked you off the ledge a little bit. Then, listen, I like Lent. I get bummed at how Lent like feels when I look around at like the culture we're in, and I think it's like I I don't like anything that has kind of like we're doing it for doing its sake. Yeah, you know. Right. I always want to get – I'm very curious about knowing why we do it. And if that isn't a part of it, then I, I worry that we're doing a disservice as leaders and not articulating it clearly. So I tried to articulate it, but I think it's it's just such a um, – it's such a cultural uh, hurdle. Yeah. Well, I think one of the telltale signs of, of living in the hot dish culture is when rituals are encouraged with, without them being tied to the, the thing they're about, the relationship of, of why we're doing the ritual. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's – it's time to be a little bit more intentional about why why we do the things we do. Are we doing them just because we've always done them, or do we understand why we're we're living into this way of life or this pattern or this season? You know, why do why do we come out and get ashes smudged on our forehead um, because we should, 
or because we need to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get ashes on our forehead, mind you, while we're reading a lesson about don't cover yourself in ash when you're mourning and instead try to, you know, stiff up her upper lip. And it's like, we all walk around the rest of the day like, you see this? I'm going to die just so we're all clear. <laughs> like, it's weird, right? But when you connect it to the relational piece that this is about remembering who we are so that we might also kind of live differently to for one another. That's great. I think. Right there, when when relationship and ritual are connected, it's different. And that's why I think that I loved that Pope article was he's like, these rituals are bonkers if it still doesn't draw us closer to one another or to care for those who are most vulnerable. If we can in this season, when we know we're all dust, when we know God means to make beautiful things from this dust and means to restore the cosmos, how are we not compelled to live for our neighbor? How are we? What is, where is our malfunction that we're drawn so much to ourselves of it's time to get a body right. It's time to try not to be so dependent on caffeine. Spring break's coming up y'all. Spring break y'all. Like I, I, one, I don't care. I'll get my body right. I'm too lazy of a person. But I do like the idea of being drawn closer to my neighbor. And I think that could be, uh, that could be changed. That could become part of the conversation a little more than just this personal voyage that doesn't include your neighbor's well-being. Yeah. Um, cause I think it does. I think it absolutely does. And we miss the point if we That's don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping me. Um, with that, I have decided I am going to get my beach body right. Get ready. I'm I'm just going to pop pop this shirt off. Why don't you real work quick on your dad bod over there, Alex? First, and dad bod. I got it. Bod. I got it. But maybe maybe we want to hear about some of your practices and uh, some of the things that have been helpful. Ways you think about Lent that we could uh, share in our context and we could share with the show and let us know how it's going for you. Yeah, please share share some disciplines that you guys are. And, and going into, or like ones that had meaning, cause we're not, this isn't the answer here. We don't have an answer on how to do Lent right. We're just, com- we're just talking about it. And I want to hear where people have found meaning in their Lenten disciplines. And if you think I am just out of left field and totally inappropriate, please let me know. I'd love to argue with you over social media. <laughs> the best way to do that is on our Facebook page. Uh, so go to Facebook and, um, and post your Lenten discipline, start the conversation, get it rolling. And if you have ideas for Alex on ways that he could achieve that spring break bod and stay centered on God at the same time, you can visit our website to hellwiththehotdish.com, subscribe to our newsletter, uh, get on our email list and let us know your thoughts. And remember, uh, for all those who are going to offer me ideas, I want to do this without any physical activity or diet. So be thinking wheels turning. I don't know how. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works, but that's my plan. Alex, if you want a vineyard uh, in in your in your backyard, you've got to break your back tilling the garden, buddy. There you go. That's a that metaphor was lost on me. <laughs> As always, this is to hell with the hot dish. To hell with the hot dish. To hell with the hot dish.